One of the things Old First Church has always been known for is their live animal nativity scene around Christmas time. Started with St. Francis, it was a way to make the Christmas story real and alive for people. It was there at the church, it was the uh, Old First Reformed United Church of Christ in Old City for, for decades. I remember going to it as a kid. Every December, you could walk by the church in Old City and look at the animals. People, there was kind of a wonder to come around a corner in the middle of Old City and see, you know, barnyard animals. The animals there was a tradition. People would come from far, near, and uh, just make it part of their Christmas time. Right until the Christmas of 2017. We'll talk about the cow in the room. The cow in the room. After the Stormy the Cow incident. When Stormy the Cow escaped. Not once, but twice. And one of those times was on I-95. So, from KYW News Radio in Philadelphia, this is Scroll Down. I'm Tom Rickert, and today on the podcast, how a runaway cow ended a 40-year-long tradition and started something completely different. Hey, John. Hi, Tom. John McDevitt is a reporter here at KWB News Radio. No stranger to scroll down. Tell me what happened a year ago at Christmas of 2017. Right. So, yeah, the uh, live animal nativity, you know, there for decades, a tradition. It came to an end this past Christmas time after Stormy the Cow escaped. KYW Newstime 242. Here's traffic and transit on the twos brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Well, it's 242 in the morning and we've got a cow running around on 95 South at the Vine. We don't know how or why it's there, but it's pretty awesome. You're only getting by to the far left. Now, cops are trying to get this cow under control. Once again, we've got a disabled cow, 95 South at the Vine. We'll keep you posted on this one. Not really seeing it. She actually got out twice. Well, we have an update for you this morning on a on a story we've been following, that, that cow that got loose on I-95, they corralled him. He's uh, gotten himself, or she's gotten herself, uncorralled. We go back to Dan Wing in the newsroom with the update, Dan. <laughs> That's right, Brandon. Clearly unhappy with her 15 minutes of fame from earlier this morning. The cow milking it for every last drop, making a second escape from the live nativity scene in Old City just about uh, one hour ago. The cow has been caught again, this time on the upper levels of a parking garage at 4th and Arch Streets. She's now being led back to that live nativity scene where... Hopefully, she'll stay put at least for a few hours, give guys a rest over there. Now, around 2.30 a.m., state police were called to I-95, where the cow was wandering around. Now, the cow was wrangled there by Pennsylvania State Police, brought back to the live nativity, but only stayed there for a few hours before deciding to look for some greener pastures. Officials running the live nativity say they're looking into how she got loose in the first place. Reporting live, Dan Wing, KYW News Radio. You went to Old City to get the story of what happened from the pastor. Right, so I, I actually I actually stalked Reverend Michael Kane. Uh, I knew where this was left last year, uh, well, the year before, so in 2017 into 18, uh, because of the criticism. You were getting people calling as far away as Australia, right? Yeah, so in general, the major response was kind of what a sweet story for Christmas. In a year when the news wasn't good, it was a lovely seasonal story only because no one got hurt. If the animal had been hurt, or if any people had been hurt, or even property damage, it would have been a very different story. We were very aware of that. But there was a lot of criticism throughout the world. 
There were also protests, local protests at the church. The concern, which I understand, is that animals ought not be used for entertainment. We understood that, so we, we did have protests one day, and we're worried about having protests on Christmas Eve, which would certainly change the nature of, of the religious service. They were didn't know if they were going to do the live animal nativity again. We are a church that believes in civic engagement, and we protest things all the time, so we're going to respect the protesters. We offered them hot drinks and to come in and use the bathroom when they needed it. We, we understand. But what that did was change the story we were telling. We decided to do something different this year. The crash has been something for years. It was a way to make the Christmas story alive for people. It often worked. People, there was kind of a wonder to come around a corner in the middle of Old City and see, you know, barnyard animals. And, um, and, and it, I always laughed because I had to muck the stall and feed the animals. It's very real. It's animal dung. Um, so we're hearing from people that we didn't even know who uh, come from, you know, the suburbs into the city at Christmas time and we're one of their stops. We know that's disappointing. Uh, it's probably not going to be attractive in the same sense, but we want to tell the story of Christmas. This year it seems that this is a valid way to tell the story and, and make it real for our lives today. How can they do that in a interesting way and not offend the animal rights people? They came up with a tent, a refugee tent, if you will. Basically saying that Mary and Joseph were refugees. Jesus and his family were essentially homeless and stateless, um, both Mary and Joseph. It was during the census of the time. They're required to leave Nazareth and go to Bethlehem. So they show up in Bethlehem as homeless people because they have no family there now. There's no room in the end. That's why they end up in a manger, right? But then sometime thereafter, it's not really clear when, Jesus is still a baby. They leave Bethlehem and go to Egypt. They end up refugees to fulfill a prophecy. They eventually, when it's safe, they come back and Jesus is raised in Nazareth. We decided that we need to make the jump from the tradition of Mary and Joseph and Jesus to people who are refugees today. When you're walking in Old City, all of a sudden there is a very uh, bare bones, you know, tent. And then surrounding it, it had pictures and stories of current refugees, immigrants, other teens, their, their families, and they have these photos. So we use those first, the black and white photographs. And they're just, they're four different stories of people from different parts of the world. And then there was a collection box. Now that collection box was usually for the animals uh, when the live nativity scene was there. They took a collection and that's how they, they kind of kept them there in the upkeep of the animals and, and pay for their food and things like that from neighbors. And, and people will put money in that box. But this box uh, was basically was going to assist asylum seekers. After they apply for asylum, they can have years before their hearing. Churches, community groups, charitable organizations often end up helping these asylum seekers during this time. So we're collecting money. A hundred percent of each dollar goes there. Then we, we kind of collected information about what's happening right now in the world. We're actually at a time where there's more refugees than any time in the modern world. It's in large part because of Syria. But there are lots of other people that are kind of stateless and trying to find a safe place. You kind of went step by step, and it was 
it was, you know, it was like a, an exhibit. John, thanks so much for coming back to the podcast. You're welcome, Tom. It was fun. Thank you. Okay. What you just heard was from a few weeks before Christmas. John went down to Old City to find out what the church was going to do for the Christmas Eve service instead of catching runaway cows. We also wanted to find out how it all went down. So, fast forward a couple weeks to December 24th, 2018. What were you up to on Christmas Eve? Well, Christmas Eve, I was walking around Old City with Mary, Joseph, and a donkey. What were you doing? <laughs> I am Andrew Kramer, and I am a reporter here at KW News Radio. Uh, you probably hear me a lot at nighttime. I do a lot of the night shifts, and that usually carries over into the morning drive. Which is also why we've never been able to get you on the podcast. Yeah, different schedules, it happens. Uh, yeah, so I was at a uh, really unique event at First Reformed United Church of Christ, which we can refer to as Old First Church. And what they did is before their Christmas Eve service, they decided to do something they've never done before. Normally you go to the church, you see the live animal nativity. That's what we've seen for decades. But after the Storm of the Cow incident, that's no more this year. No Storm of the Cow, but we did have uh, Walter the Donkey for, for one night. He was a pretty big hit. People were petting him. He was just there for Christmas Eve, though. So if you were there before or after that, no Walter the Donkey. I think they were expecting a couple hundred, maybe 50 to 75 showed up. It was a really cold night. I'm sure that probably had something to do with it. Had a couple people from the church dress up as Mary and Joseph. We're across the street now. And as a church, with Mary and Joseph leading, Walter the donkey was right behind them. They walked around Old City, and they were knocking on doors. This was pre-planned. The people whose doors they knocked on knew they were coming, although they did try one door, I think, out of the blue. Nobody answered. That would have been pretty interesting. Uh, Open the door, you see Walter the donkey, Mary and Joseph there. (laughs) What they would do is, when the people would answer the door, as a church, everybody would say, Is there any room at the inn? The The people who answered the door said no, and in response to that, the congregation would together sing Christmas carols. sounded great. It was really, really well done. I think they went to about three or four doors and did this. Uh, all just spread in the neighborhood throughout Old City. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And what happened was right before they got back to the church, they were stopped. They were stopped by two other people um, who were with the church and they were posing as ICE agents. We are United States Immigration Customs Enforcement Agents. And they stopped Mary and Joseph, and they asked for documentation. We see your papers. We have no papers. Mary and Joseph did not have any documentation, so the ICE agents, in response to that, uh, actually tried to arrest them. They tried to arrest Mary and Joseph. Uh, That's when the pastor stepped in, uh, Pastor Michael Kane with Old First Church, and he asked the congregation, he said, ICE wants to arrest Mary and Joseph as undocumented illegal folks from the Middle East. Do we want to let these ICE agents arrest Mary and Joseph, or do we want to offer them sanctuary? Yes! We will take them into sanctuary. We will sing the ICE agents. 
the congregation said, we want to offer them sanctuary. And in response to that, they sang Christmas carols to the ICE agents. Who joined, uh, now at this point they then joined the congregation. Uh, They went back to the church. They were now part of the congregation. Mary and Joseph were not arrested. And when they got back to the church, they knocked on the door one more time to the church, said, is there any room at the inn? The church said there's not, but they welcomed them to this refugee tent they had sent up. They said, you're welcome to spend the night here. And at that point, an angel delivered Jesus, and Jesus was born right in this this refugee tent. So, how about that? I'm very familiar with the Christmas story, and the last time I read it, I'm pretty sure that none of the Gospels had ice agents in it. Uh, Same deal. I I don't recall that either. How did that idea develop? Who came up with that? Uh, A guy, um, his name is Raymond Torres. He's a friend of the pastor of the church, Michael Caine. So you helped come up with the concept of tonight's event. Of that piece of it, yes. They were making this refugee tent. So he worked with the pastor to kind of say, well, you know what? The, The story of Mary and Joseph has some similarities to today's issues and there's definitely similarities to what refugees of today are going through so he kind of worked with the pastor and came up with the idea and said hey why don't we play ice agents and why don't we try and arrest mary and joseph they're they're not from this country they're here i hope that this really raises how unjust our immigration system is and how we really need to work together to find a way to to welcome the stranger and the immigrant into this country and get back to our Judeo-Christian values. So that's, that's kind of how that idea came about. After that, they ended up having a more traditional service, too. Yeah, this was all leading up to the regular Christmas Eve service uh, that was, you know, happened later in the night. This was all just kind of a little thing they did before the, the actual service. What was the reaction to doing the refugee tent as a replacement for the live animal nativity that they've had for decades? So the, the animal nativity, there was a little controversy with that when Stormy the Cow escaped. A lot of animal rights groups were kind of going after them. And the pastor, Michael Kane, he told me that that's not they didn't want that kind of attention. So he creates a refugee tent, which, of course, that's going to probably stir some things up, which it did. Uh, he, he The people in the church seemed to really be happy, he was telling me. What was the reception like from the community? Well, from the congregation, we voted back in October to put Mary and Joseph in fencing as kind of a protest to the separation of families. So in that sense, the church has been committed all fall to trying to say that faith asks us to do something different than the way our current government's treating um, refugee folks. But the people outside the church, he said they did get some negative feedback from this. Some Christians seem to find it offensive that we would represent um, Jesus and Mary and Joseph as refugees. They clearly were refugees. Later in the story, they're outsiders who have no place, and in that sense, we thought it was fair to represent them as such. They, they felt that they were kind of trying to politicize the story of Mary and Joseph. So there was a mixed reaction, but the people in the congregation, he said, were, were all for it, and he really liked what they were doing. For the people you just mentioned who, who might not be happy about this, anything you want to... The Christian story of Christmas is about 
God coming to us into the real world. And so as Christians, we're supposed to be in the real world sharing that love. We're supposed to receive the stranger and, and, and welcome the, the foreigner amongst us. It seems kind of clear that in that sense, the, the message is that if God has loved us enough to send Jesus, we can certainly love our neighbors enough to welcome them. Regardless of the reaction, he was definitely trying to get some kind of reaction from from people who walked by and saw it. Yeah, he wanted the reaction. I mean, this is this is an issue that he and the church feel very strongly about. We, we know exactly where they stand on the, the immigration issues in today's society. He wanted people to know what they were doing, for sure. Did you have any yeah. takeaways from that night? Well, you know, everybody has their own opinions on immigration and, and separation of families. And, and, and as I mentioned before, the, this particular church, they made their stance very clear they decided to do this. It was their way of expressing how they feel. And I, I thought it was a real, real interesting way to, to, to get their, their voices out there. And I, I've, I've never seen anything like this. I'm sure you probably didn't either. How long were you walking around Old City? Uh, not too long. Probably 20 minutes or so. It felt a lot longer because it was just so cold. Really out, cold. But, <laughs> uh, pro- probably about 20 minutes. You know, they went to maybe three, four houses did the carols for a few minutes each. And I, th- I think Walter the donkey was slowing us down a little bit, to be honest with you. <laughs> How can people follow what you're up to? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Philly underscore Kramer, and Kramer is with a K. And if you want to see some of the other stories I cover, uh, go to our website, kwnewsradio.com, and search for Andrew Kramer. Thanks for taking the time for the podcast, Kramer. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And that's it for this week's show. Thanks again to Andrew Kramer, making his Scroll Down debut. And as always, to our friend John McDevitt. You can find his reporting online. I am on Twitter at jm 1060 and, uh, of course, kwnewsradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ScrollDownPod. I'm at T-Rick, T-E-E-R-I-C-K. If you have a minute, you can help us out a lot by rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. It goes a long way to get our little show here to new listeners who just might enjoy it. I'm Tom Rickert. Thanks for listening to Scroll Down. I'll talk to you again next time. <laughs>